WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Well, still the aftershocks to the former Vatican Nuncio's cover-up accusations against Pope Francis, and that former Vatican ambassador had even more to say today. Uh, suffice it to say, the civil war within the church, uh, if I dare use that descriptive and not be too overly dramatic, uh, shows no signs of mending itself, but probably getting even worse. Live to Rome, longtime Vatican watcher, Italian journalist Francesco Sisi, who has written for a variety of publications over the years in Rome. Uh, Francesco, uh, I mean, there's no reason to doubt this is going to get worse and worse. This uh, could play out over weeks or months, God knows. Yes, I think I'm afraid this is just uh, uh, the beginning, because I think... Uh, uh, the real issue is not uh, uh, the sex uh, uh, cover-up or uh, the children molestation. Now, it's, I think uh, this is just an excuse, an excuse because a, 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 a large chunk of uh, uh, priests and uh, bishops and cardinals in the Catholic Church are disgruntled with uh, with um, with Pope Francis overall? I would say because he has moved the focus of the papacy and uh, and of the Catholic Church force from some moral issues. I mean, high moral stands about uh, uh, marriage and sacraments uh, to some more. Uh, mundane, I would say, uh, fields like uh, helping migrants, uh, helping the poor, peace in the world. Well, climate change and all, but you know, in a way, those things are, are pretty uh, consequential as well. But let me get to something yes. here. Uh, I mean, it's not as though doctrine on divorce and remarriage has been changed. Right? It's not as though doctrine on, on uh, uh, one's sexual predisposition has been changed. It's just been nuanced more and more, more of a pastoral approach, as they say. Yes, absolutely. This is, uh, this is it. But uh, uh, nothing has changed. I mean, Pope Francis didn't change anything from uh, Pope Ratzinger. In fact, we have that his predecessors often intervene in support of Pope Francis. So this is, there is no break between the, the two parties. Although true or false, I mean, it, it seems to be the kernel of the debate is whether Pope Francis reversed the sanctions against the D.C. Archbishop imposed by Pope Benedict. Well, this is actually uh, clearly not true. This is false, because actually Pope Francis... Um, unfrocked, defrocked, uh, Cardinal, uh, Theodore McCarrick, which is extremely, extremely rare. The other incident, which I remember, it happened in the 19th century. So we are speaking really of, uh, of a long time, uh, more than a century ago, to, to think of a Cardinal who was, who was defrocked, who lost uh, his, uh, Cardinal Barrett. Although part of the, the of the argument of, of the uh, conservatives, though, is that Francis allowed the cardinal in the meantime to function and might have even used him as an advisor, allegedly because Francis agreed with the cardinal's progressive views on some other subject. Well, this actually, I believe, it's also false because what happened was that uh, Cardinal McCarrick 
carried on with his functions, as with uh, Pope, uh, with Pope uh, Ratzinger and with Pope Wojtyla. We don't, we don't remember, but he actually was promoted. John Paul II, yes, John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI were the ones who promoted and uh, kept uh, Cardinal McCarrick. So he's the one who actually moved, Francis, Pope Francis actually moved against. Well, I mean, ultimately, this is a civil war, is it not, over the treatment of people of gay orientation in the church, both clergy and laity, and whether or not there should be some tacit acceptance, maybe not saying uh, that there's no sin, but it, it, it's to be treated uh, much more uh, sensitively or not. And then, of course, I guess the subtext is whether seminaries should actively go out of their way uh, to not approve uh, potential seminarians who appear to have that tendency. Well, in my view, actually, this is just uh, 40%, 30% of the issue, and actually is partially an excuse. Many people, many disgruntled bishops have um, uh, much to say, actually more to say, about uh, uh, the environment, the position of Pope Francis on the environment, the, Pope, the position of Pope Francis on immigrants, the position of Pope Francis on on the poor, but these positions are actually totally in line with what the gospel, the Bible said. So it's and, and I mean, it's not as though there was a breach between Benedict and Francis on, for example, the poor. Exactly. And, you know, uh, let me get to another part of it, though. If I am someone who was abused by the church, it might very well seem to me now that each side is using the plight of people who've been abused as a way to hammer over the head of the other side for these other issues. Yes? I guess so. I guess this is, this is my sense. Of course, of course, there is also the plight of these, uh, of these people and, uh, and people who have suffered and been wounded by the church. But on this, to be totally fair, we don't find in the history of the church nobody who has been so adamant like Pope Francis asking for forgiveness, praying for them, speaking of the wound. Yeah, but right, but I mean, here in the States, for example, the victims and many other Catholics are just saying, not words now, action, uh, have the church say that it does not oppose lifting the statute of limitations for prosecution in Pennsylvania and the various states, uh, setting up lay tribunals that can act uh, as a check to the bishops, uh, concrete actions. Uh I cannot tell, I cannot judge, I cannot comment on concrete actions, but also we, I think we have to, to tell a difference, make a difference between throwing away the baby with a dirty water. And, and this, is, this is the point. I mean, you, we cannot disrupt and destroy the church, which has lived through 2,000 years of wars, uh, of all kinds, crusades, jihad, and anything, over a very important issue. So, but in a way, isn't this a pivotal moment for the church, just as that which brought the Western Rite to a celibate clergy, no marriage, uh, that now maybe there is a reexamination of whether that, uh, that discipline has uh, metastasized to this problem? Definitely there is also this, and there is a new sensitivity worldwide and in society about sex and sexuality 
I mean, let's not re- forget that until 30, 40 years ago, gays were discriminated. Uh, they had to hide themselves. In some countries, it was also a crime. So it was... And, and, and still a crime in sub-Saharan Africa and the Middle East and elsewhere. I want you to get to the part of your article that's interesting, your idea that in some respects the U.S. issues and the U.S. church has taken over the global church. Well, this is a, a very interesting development, because, uh, uh, and this is very important, and uh, also witnesses the importance of America as uh, part of the Catholic church. For many decades, you know better than me, Catholics were kind of fringe religion in the United States, um, something that Catholics were discriminated, yeah, were part of a side. Now, Catholics' issues, whether you are Catholic or not, are the centerpiece of a, a big national debate. I think this is overall very positive. That proves that uh, Catholic is, some, is a faith which you may follow, not follow, but it's deemed very important. And yet, could you not argue, and I'm sorry to interrupt, that in some respects, the U.S. political divide is now reflected in the U.S. church? I mean, it used to be that uh, the Catholic uh, overview, uh, for example, consistent life ethic, uh, transcended political parties and partisanship, but now you almost see like the conservative bishops and conservative laity lining up on one side and progressive bishops and uh, liberal uh, laypersons on the other side. Yes, I think this is personally um, (laughs) a pity because uh, your religion shouldn't be uh, put into a place by politics. I mean, it shouldn't go... Right and left shouldn't follow this this kind of divide. But actually, this is what is hap- what has happened. The Catholic Church has been at least partly hijacked by the political debate and uh, the debate about Trump, about Hillary Clinton, etc. And this is also, I think, uh, becoming uh, lo- making us lose sight of the real issue, which is. Um, Catholic Church is actually confronting very uh, directly those uh, sins, these very serious and heinous sins like uh, abuse of children, abuse of seminarians, gay sex. And this is very important and very significant for America, but also for the Catholic Church worldwide. Moreover, I think what is also important, at least looking at it also with an Asian angle, is that for the first time, this debate within the Catholic Church is being followed also in Asia. Now, Asia didn't really understand what was the Catholic Church, didn't understand, of course, these these issues about... Yes, uh, and right as the Pope is uh, trying to reestablish uh, the uh, uh, Vatican relationship with China. Have to go, Francesco Sisi yes. in Rome, thank you. Appreciate it. He's an Italian journalist covering the Vatican for decades, along with China.